the the campiness of the movie I think kind of hides the atrocity. I a guess bit. it's so messed up. <laughs> What's up, Internet? You're listening to the Make Geeks Podcast, a podcast for makers, families, and geeks. Good evening, gentlemen. What's up? Hey. Yay. Donovan looks like a deer in the headlights a little bit. I'm sorry. You, you wanna... I'm trying to be chipper. <laughs> I don't feel <laughs> well, chipper. Well, I, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't really a criticism or anything. You just, you know, with what you're telling us you know, off air, uh, glad you're feeling better and I'm I'm surprised you're even able to record tonight, but glad you are. Me too. So, what you guys been up to this week? Hmm. My kids. Uh, let's see. They're starting to get the Dungeons and Dragons bug, even though they've still yet to ever play. Um, I let them check out some of the newer books that I recently acquired as i talked about last week for D, and grant is like drawing sketches of all these characters he wants to make and then we went on to uh, uh heroforge.com which is like an online character creator which is quite good and i'm super mad i never thought of that because i loved character creation stuff and like all these like uh, in city of heroes in city of villains i loved creating the characters more than playing the game itself and like it's such an obvious thing to make that an online thing to spit out miniatures it's brilliant uh, so we purchased two little characters and they're pretty neat uh grant is a warrior he's got all kinds of armor on and stuff he made him like seven feet tall and he, he named him the warrior of doom but every time <laughs> he says it he says doom really like bombastically and like it's with a lot of gusto it's pretty funny uh and he has a version of him that is riding a horse so we're we trend, we're trying to print out the version of him uh, riding the horse i've got the resin printer going again and it's had a couple failures uh on his attempt i'm not sure if there's a issue with the model i'm still investigating that but then my uh daughter she i think she chose like an elven for at first she chose a uh, what was it it was it was some sort of it was like a centaur with like pegasus wings and all this stuff and then i told her that uh, elves can like chant animals and you know communicate with them and use them for battle and all these things she's like i'm gonna be an elf so she switches over to like this woodland kind of heroine kind of character i guess uh and she's like riding a wolf because she didn't want to have just have grant uh riding something and so she's riding a wolf and I don't know what the name is yet. She hasn't f- picked that out, but I successfully printed that on the resin printer uh, just before I got on here. So that's pretty exciting. So we got some uh, little paints from the little hobby store. We're going to try to paint those up and stuff. And yeah, so it's a lot of little D&D-esque things going on. It's pretty exciting. And it, it's a good uh, leeway into some of the stuff we might be geeking out today about. Yeah, definitely. What have you guys been up to? Speaking of painting, I've been painting, uh, which is kind of left field for me, uh, doing something that I haven't done before. I got a canvas. I've talked about this before, but I got a, a canvas of a photo of a dock in the beach and the ocean. 
you know, your, your typical, you know, waiting room decoration type stuff. And I wanted to put some Wind Waker characters on it. And so past couple days, I've been painting the King of Red Lions in the ocean part of this canvas and was planning to have it done in the video for it put up on YouTube today in a Bob Rossian-esque uh, fashion. And while I was painting yesterday, like we discussed in the pre-show, I, I collapsed on the floor because I got food poisoning. So unfortunately, I did not finish my painting and the YouTube did not go up on. I mean, the video did not go up on YouTube today, uh, but it'll get done and the video will be put up. Uh, so I have been trying not to move for fear of like my body trying to expel everything from inside of it. <laughs> uh, so I was like up all night watching the part two of season four for Stranger Things and the Sea Beast and all kinds of all kinds of stuff that I'm geeking out about because uh, it was good. Good distraction from feeling absolutely terrible. <laughs> there, there's a couple of scenes in the new season that I don't think would be very helpful for what you're trying to prevent. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no, but I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing better. And I, uh, yeah. How are you doing, Sean? <laughs> I'm doing okay. It's been a, it's been a busy week. I put out a new video on Tuesday, which is yet another laser review. And it was a little bit of a pain. I had to upload it four different times. And I don't know if if either one of you ever had like these weird issues with Premiere where you make a change and you save it, but the change didn't really take for whatever reason. And I've never had that happen before. There's other some other weird things going on with it too. I'm I'm using a I'm using an old version of Premiere though. Not I don't know how much that matters, but okay. so there was audio issues, there was uh, some edits that didn't get saved for some reason. So I had to take it down four different times. And actually, I think I took it down three times. And then the fourth one is the one that's up there right now, the way it's supposed to be. But I think I, I missed a lot of the initial um, traction the video was getting, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some good comments. And yeah, so it's a little bit deflated right now. But it's up there. It's done. Um, another part of another one of my agreements are met now. And so I'm on to other things. Uh, a lot of stuff around the house, little projects. And I have yet another video I have to make for a company. Um, laser related, but not a laser itself. I got a enclosure for one of the diode lasers from Xtool. So they have an enclosure that will, well, I mean, it's an enclosure. So the laser fits inside. It has a built-in um, exhaust port. And it fixes a lot of the the safety issues that they have in terms of just exposure to, to the air. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to testing that and being able to possibly permanently remove my K40 from rotation now. Because I have way too many lasers and I have to actually make some stuff and do some work for once. So. Wow. That seems like an end of the era, end of an era kind of moment. Not necessarily. Retiring the K40. Well, okay, maybe that. But I think I might give it away to somebody. We'll, we'll see if somebody wants it. I have a couple of people local that I'm going to maybe hit up first. But but we'll see. 
you know, otherwise let's be you know handing out people lasers to have in their living rooms because <laughs> I'm, I'm running out of space. And I just I just turned down like two other reviews, um, so we'll go from there. Uh, there's something else too that I thought. Oh, uh, do you guys go to the gym at all? And work out? I work out at home. I don't work at home. Nope. I joined a gym for the first time in over ten years, and wow. uh, went with this morning, and it was it was interesting. I've spent a lot of time in gyms. I've been in a lot of different gyms, so it's not that new of an experience, except that in the over 10 years that I've been uh, belonged to a gym, technology has changed a little bit. So the interactivity in the gym itself of going to Planet Fitness, I think they're nationwide, mm-hmm. um, is interesting because you have an app companion. You could scan the QR codes on each different machine. You could track your progress and the workouts that you're doing. Um, so it's interesting, and I'm hoping the the gamification of some of that will help. Hmm, that's um, cool. Yeah. Because I'm hitting 45 this year and I'm worried about loss of muscle and strength. And with my son making jujitsu and working out now, I have to kind of make sure that I stay, stay <laughs> a little bit above him now. So there's a little bit of a uh, motivation to, uh, to start working out again. So that's what I've been up to. Nice, man. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been recently inspired myself uh, after watching uh, the latest Thor movie, uh, seeing how much weight um, Chris Hemsworth lost uh, going between the different versions of Thor. I thought was <laughs> was really inspiring. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, that whole thing about you know, going from a, a dad bod to a god bod kind of got to me. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, I might go for like a Zeus kind of bod. Cause that one seemed more attainable as far as the gods go in that movie. Um, I'm kind of halfway there, I think. But, yeah. R- um, Russell Crowe has it down. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not sure about the, the little skirt thing, but maybe that'll be later on. Actually, maybe that'll be a reward for a good, doing a good job, you know, working towards that goal. But well, dur- during the summer, it's actually pretty practical. That's like some, you know, extra airflow down there. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's true. That's true. Unless you want to 3d print the, you know, unnecessary inventions. Oh, yeah. uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, I got, I got inspired uh, watching that movie. Um, you know, Christian Bale, he goes through so many transformations between roles, you know, just to get that kind of, uh, essence of that character. I mean, he's lost so much weight for different the different roles. And it's good to see Chris Hemsworth kind of do that as well. Um, so I'm definitely gonna to use that to kind of inspire me to get back into it. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yep. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Did he really use all that weight? Because I, as far as I know, it was all prosthetics. Donovan. <laughs> right. Yes. You just got to squash my dreams, huh? All right. That's cool. You're, 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 you're kind of ruining the joke, but That's cool. yeah. That's cool. This is why what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> Either to explain the joke or to ruin the joke. Ugh. I guess those biceps yeah. on Natalie Portman were prosthetic too, right? Just, just go ahead and squash all of my dreams. You know, all my things I liked about the movie. It's cool. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, withhold any future comments <laughs> so what are you guys geeking out about? <laughs> i was trying to 
work through like the inappropriate comments to get to get kind of back on track. So <laughs> when we brought it me out of the apartment, some other things came to mind. But your internal monologue, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got I have a special mute button for uh, internal monologue. Mm. So speaking of Thor and comic book type things, a um, couple of things to talk about today because San Diego Comic Con started today. Um, I didn't think like the official show started till Saturday, but I guess it's like a maybe the early uh, preview, possibly for like media and stuff open today, which means that there's been a flood of things hitting the internet, and there's a couple of things that maybe I'll just mention off the bat, and we could kind of go through a couple of them and anything else that you guys might have seen. There is a new National Treasure uh, Disney Plus series coming. There is a Dungeons and Dragons movie trailer that was just released. Um, it's been in development for a while, but we finally got to see a little bit of it today. And the new slate for Phase Five is that correct? So, what have you Through seen so 2026. far? Twenty It's only four years away. It's kind of interesting. That's not as far so, as some when they released some of the other slates back in the day. They went out really far, if I remember correctly, thinking like, yeah. wow, it's going to take so long to get there. And of course we got there, but I remember thinking and being pretty impressed with how far out they were planning. But I missed that, that specific announcement. You guys want to go into a little bit about that? I don't know the details. So Donovan, whatever you uh, know specifically, because I, I keep seeing the speculation stuff. I don't know what was officially released yet. Um, I just watched, uh, all I did was watch a highlight reel of Kevin Feige announcing the phase five, uh, trying, <laughs> I'm trying to pull it up. The next one being, um, Ant-Man, was it Ant-Man and the Wasp? No, next one's Black, Pan- with- Black Panther. Yeah, we'll- oh, Black Panther. At the end yeah, of this Wakanda year. Forever. Yeah. No, and then November, Marvel's, I believe. Yeah. Marvel's in November. Which they still don't have a trailer out for, which is kind of weird, being this close to... Wakanda's in our, November. Wakanda, yeah, Marvel's is sure. next year. And then Wakanda's... Wakanda's yeah. in November of this year. Okay. Yeah. But the, the, big, the big things were Secret Invasion, uh, another Deadpool movie. Oh. So Deadpool 3, a new, a new home or something like that. Um, the Shang the next Shang Chi movie, uh, the Marvels movie, obviously. Yeah, just a That's whole. Funny. I didn't see that slate. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to look for that later. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Fantastic Four. That was another one. Oh yeah. <laughs> you think they'll get it right? The the fourth, fourth time. time it's the fourth movie right fourth time yeah that's right it is the fourth movie yeah mm-hmm. the fourth fantastic four well if they're gonna <laughs> get it right they better get it right on this one yep four on four otherwise no, their no excuses uh, numerology is all wrong so are we to assume that john krasinski is mr fantastic no i actually don't think he is at all that's disappointing I, well, I mean, I, I can't say for certain, but I have a feeling he's not. I'm. I got to be honest. I'm. I'm kind of burned out of Marvel stuff. I like. That's why I didn't know. I didn't know all the details about it because I kind of wasn't paying attention. Because I'm like, eh. well, you had yeah. a good run on here, Donovan. It was 
I'm glad you stuck yep. around as long as you did. <laughs> Thank you. Your, uh, uh, your, it's your, been your papers fun. will be in the mail. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I get that. I can I can see that. I I feel it to a degree. Also, um, I think I'm looking forward to just looking for the tid the the little bits that are, are good story points. Mm-hmm. Um, like the rep of of Miss Marvel, we talked about it briefly. Was it last week or the week before? Um, I said I really like it. And, and it's not even like the superhero stuff. It's not the powers. It's not the origin story. The family was really good. It was the family. Yeah. And I'm, I think I'm narrowing my scope of what I'm looking at and liking in each of the yeah. films and, and trying to, to separate myself from what I want and looking at just kind of what was done. And I think I'm going to have a better experience yeah. with that. And, and, you know, my son will just geek out about all of it because he's kind of in that mindset. And my perspective is, quickly changing on on each of these i also thought that the uh, like the exposure to like other cultural things from that show were really good too yeah um, i think there's going to be a perpetual problem with a lot of things because there's an expectation to check so many boxes with each new property with you know these are worldwide properties now right more than more than ever before and we know for a fact that Disney is actively changing things um, at the request of specifically even China, you know, because it's such a huge market. They can't afford to um, to not cater to them a little bit. And I think that we're seeing the effect of that, too. And trying to make everybody happy, you get a little bit more of a watered-down product, um, unfortunately. So, But I... I feel it too, Donovan. I, I think that the uh, the superhero fatigue is is real, um, but I'm still such a geek and a nerd that I'm still going to go ahead and watch everything. I'm sure I'll watch most of it. I don't know. It's the, uh, Doctor Strange was kind of like a a breaking point for me. I think you know, just I, walking out of there and being like, I, I mean, we talked about this on the show, just being like, I I could be done now and I'd be okay. I wouldn't feel like I'm missing anything anymore. I just watched it or watched about half of it again, at least up until the Illuminati point um, a day or two ago. I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. Really? I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. I think it's just a practice of trying to remove any kind of expectation and just taking it at face value and remembering that they're already supposed to be fantastical movies. Um, maybe we're apply, trying to apply too much logic. I think we've been spoiled for quite a while. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I I did like it better the second, second time through. My wife my wife just tells me anytime we like turn on anything Disney now, doesn't matter if it's uh, Marvel or like just anything Disney related, my wife's like just don't think about it. Just don't, just don't think about it. Don't overthink it. Cuz weird cuz my my kids really wanted to watch Doctor Strange so we let them watch uh most of the movie. There's a couple scenes we you know fast forwarded through and things like that. Um but I was the, the whole conversation with America Chavez being like the only one in the multiverse that can like that has her powers. I'm like, but what about alternate timelines? Yeah, because Loki like set up that there's alternate timelines in each of the multiverses. So you have different variants of each person in each multiverse. So like so she would unless she like never deviated from anything on the what was it called 
the main the main timeline the yeah timeline prime whatever the main the ultra time i can't even remember from whatever the yeah from loki right sacred timeline unless sig the sacred timeline unless she never deviated from the sacred timeline in any dimension that she like traveled through or whatever like it doesn't make sense that she would be the only one and i was trying to discuss this with my wife and she's like just don't think about it well, we're not really sure about the timelines, but like when Loki, well, the stuff in Loki is occurring. Like as far as the movies that, that came out after that show, is that is that like in chronological order? Do we think like did the stuff with Kang so already happen? I mean, then there's like no order to the timelines now because there's no governing body, right? So anything yeah. can happen. I know because this is a discussion my wife and I had. I'm like, there's a difference between the multiverse and the the timelines. I'm like, because the timeline is the the branch of deviations in each universe. But a lot of people like mix the two together, thinking like alternate timelines are the multiverse. And I'm like, no, there's a multiverse, and then for each universe, there's branches of the timelines, which is how you get not you know the nineties and aughts comic books where there's like 70 different variants of Spider-Man. And like, we got into talking about this, how like in the nineties and the aughts, like there, there was just so many variants and so many like branching stories and reboots and all that kind of stuff in the comic book world that there, the barrier to entry to get interested in comics was so high that it put anybody off that didn't like grow up with, with, the plethora of everything that was out there. And I was like, I think we're kind of at that point with Marvel movies. Now I'm like the barrier to entry to every new movie is so high because you had to have watched like nine movies to watch this movie, to understand what's going on. Or you have to watch 11 movies to understand what's going on in this movie or like, and there's so many different reboots and variations and like all this other kind of stuff that, the barrier to entry to the 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 layperson, the non geek, you know, whatever, is just so high that it's like it's it's losing its luster. Even for somebody like me that like you're, loves stuff like this, you're asking questions. I don't think they've officially addressed yet, though. Too, I know, but the the my brain is broken. This is the kind of stuff I think about when no, I watch movies like no, this. Your, brain, your brain's not, your brain's not broken. It's just that. They haven't got to that point, and I think that they need to very, very quickly because that confusion between the multiverse and timelines is going to ruin the experience for a lot of people. And it's it's something that they have to get their best writers to come up with a succinct way of saying, "This is how we're explaining it. It's gonna you're, you'll be able to find it here, and then that way we can kind of stick to it." Yeah. Hopefully. Whatever comes out, I'm sure it'll be entertaining and make a lot of money. Won't be good, but it'll be entertaining. <laughs> All uh, I'm looking for is entertainment, though. Yeah. See, that's that's I think that's the thing that's also like going on with me is the fact that like in this past past year specifically, I have uh, maybe in the past couple of years, I've just kind of been dis disenchanted by movies and hype and like all this other kind of stuff especially around like star wars marvel and like everything else going on that you just kind of lose interest in movies in general and i love movies like i love the movie going experience i love going to theater and the popcorn and the trailers i hate being late to a movie like i love all of that and to like 
to be so invested in that experience and to go experience something that's like not good, entertaining, but like not good makes it hard to want to keep doing that. And it's, and it's funny because the stuff that I've seen that's like quote unquote television in the past year has far surpassed anything that I've seen in the movies. And I'm just like, wow. I, I think like, you actually need to physically, well, you can't really physically, but conceptually separate Star Wars Marvel over here and here's the rest of the movie industry. You know, yeah, you no, have, I know. You have everything everywhere yeah. all at once. You have Top to Gun. That. I'm about to say that too. Yeah. You have, you have three or four other movies coming out off the top of my head that I'm looking forward to seeing in the theater that has nothing to do with those other properties. It's a huge division within movies and entertainment right now. And I think it should just, you should like, think about it that way. You know, it's like, here's Disneyland and here's the, like the rest of life. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. But it's like doing the podcast and like talking what we talk about and consuming the content that we consume. Like that is the stuff that I go and see is the Marvel and the Star Wars and a lot of the kind of stuff. And it's rare that I get to go see something like Top Gun or everything everywhere all at once. But those opportunities that I do get to see like everything everywhere all at once or Top Gun or Stranger Things or Arcane or like, you know, any of these other, you know, properties that I've consumed in this past year has restored my hope in in filmmaking so when it seems like so there, much there, of it is there's just balance. Just yeah. one has more marketing. <laughs> yeah, there's balance. Yeah, now also, that I've derailed that conversation. <laughs> also, the other thing that is exciting in some ways is that a lot of the uh, the budgets for what were previously considered just television shows, quote unquote, have gotten so much bigger than they ever have in the past, and in a way, they're they are superior to to movies in terms of like how much they can do in terms of just, you know character development, storyline, and all this stuff because they can really do deep dives into stuff that even in the movies they'd never be able to pull off. So it's almost like you're getting the quality that used to be only reserve for movie going experiences in a theater like stranger things all the effects for the most part uh, except the young l some of that was like uncanny valley ish to me but uh besides that like it's fantastic like the music and editing and it's just all really oh good and even even like um strange new worlds has been a fantastic new season or series for star trek if anybody has ever been on the fence about star trek and ever never kind of never really gave it you know, a chance or thought that like you kind of you like alluded to before as there's so much baggage for watching a Marvel property that why would anybody jump in now? They feel like too intimidated. Strange New Worlds is a good uh, equivalent, I would say, for Star Trek. Um, there are there is some stuff you can kind of appreciate if had you seen previous series and other things. There's other there's fan service stuff in there, but it does stand alone um, on, you know, compared to other things and it's it's more episodic in nature like similar to the older trek series and stuff and the effects are really good and the character development's pretty good for the most part um so i'm, I'm happy with most of the uh, content out there yeah of course there's some stinkers of course but you have to have the stinkers to know how good the good stuff is right yeah we've talked on the show um that the streaming format and TV format is almost far superior to to what they're doing in the theaters right now. Not that the theater experience isn't good or worth it, 
It's just that when you're able to take the time and tell a proper story and not be rushed within a two and a half hour format, um, it's viewed differently. And I don't think the studios, or actually they might just be understanding that more now, more than ever before. Um, so I, I think that's why we have so much good streaming content too. But there's also a lot of competition. And I think the, the huge amount of competition has actually um, forcing a lot of that change too. You know, it's this huge revolution in entertainment. When you have a lot of other industries that are suffering right now, entertainment is still huge. It's it's like the one recession-proof industry always, you know, like even through the Great Depression. It's, and we're, we're voting with our dollars and we're spending more and more on, on entertainment, so why not? Everything is content. Everything is content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, like Facebook just announced today that they are completely changing the 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 layout of Facebook to be exactly like TikTok, and feeding user generated video content and reels and. I did not hear that. Oh, you didn't? No. Yeah. Yep, Facebook is now trying to be like TikTok. Everybody's trying to be like TikTok. Yeah, and also as a broken antler workshop in our live chat points out uh people a lot of times are still the ruining factor for a lot of my movie going experience like just when i watched uh what was the last one i last movie that i doctor strange or something else since then i forget what it was but they there was people beside me that were talking the entire time um it was super obnoxious and also we've invested some money here at the house uh to our home theater kind of set up uh, especially the audio equipment and it's somewhat of a downgrade for us to go to the theater uh to be honest uh for a lot of this like we went to see the quiet place too which is our first like after like quote-unquote post-pandemic movie even after the big gap there and it was not very good because it was as i've talked about this one before it was they showed it right beside uh, the latest fast and the furious movie so during like 90 percent of the movie is quiet it's called the quiet place like all this stuff it's supposed to be like these stress you know intense suspenseful moments i'm like really really okay this is horrible <laughs> and and then of course we get home and see that like on HBO Max or something, or maybe it was even on Paramount Plus, they had The Quiet Place too. You could stream it. And I was like, seriously? I could have watched, it's like saved 50 bucks, you know, and all this food and all this stuff. And I could have just watched it in a perfect environment here at home. I was so mad. I can attest to that, to your uh, your sound setup that you got going on, because it, it made being introduced to Stranger Things an incredible experience because the sound design in that series is phenomenal and the music in that series is phenomenal and mm -hmm. hearing it on on your sound system and surround sound and like you could feel everything oh my gosh it was amazing yeah. i i feel miss i feel like i miss out <laughs> watching any stranger things that's not in your basement oh. i watch it anyway just because it's so good and i yeah. don't want to miss it but yeah I was like, um, this would be so much better. That, that, that was a fun experience, definitely. Um, for sure. I'm glad we all got to do that together. Yeah. Maybe we should have a meetup again for season five and we can watch we can watch the end. So we watch the beginning together, we could watch the end together. That oh, would yeah. be That'd be that poetic. would be amazing. Yeah. Yes. And then play Dungeons and Dragons. There you go. Yeah. And complain about how bad the movie was, because that would be 
after the movie was released. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of the movie, the uh, the trailer was released today, and I think we all had a chance to see it, right? Mm-hmm. I did. I saw it once. Yeah, just before we went on live. What is your initial reaction to it? It felt like Thor Ragnarok Part 2. Just right. the, the way they implemented like the music and sort of the levity and like comedy-ishness to it. I don't know. That's my first initial thoughts. It looked like it'd be a fun, silly popcorn movie, but it could go off the rails really easily. It's sort of trying to balance that. I don't so, know. did you guys ever see the original Dungeons & Dragons movie? I was just about to ask that. Uh-huh. I did not. Because I remember... So, I still have not played d and uh, I have very little knowledge of it. But I went to the theater years ago with a friend who was very heavily into D&D. And I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea what the hell I was watching. Um, but he was visibly upset at the way it was handled. Like, I, I, I wouldn't know any better. <laughs> I, I don't think it was great, but eh, whatever. It, it, it's really kind of funny seeing it that way. Having seen that original movie and seeing the trailer, I'm like, wait, they, they didn't really learn their lesson much. I know. It looks so campy. It oh, does. So campy. And and I don't you even I don't, have a gelatinous cube in the trailer. I don't know. I don't know what's right for the property because I still don't know a whole lot about it. But having gone through Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and seeing like big epic fantasy done pretty well, and then going back and seeing this felt a little bit odd. But what's even more odd is when I went through and I started reading the comics, uh, the comics, the comments, a lot of the people that were heavily into D&D were actually happy with what they showed in the trailer. I'm like, whoa, okay. I mean, if you guys are the authority, I guess, because I, I still don't know anything about it. Um, I was surprised that it was getting such positive feedback in the comments. I thought they would have ripped it apart, but they didn't. At least the first 50 comments that I kind of scrolled through and glanced at. They were kind of happy. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Because what I was thinking of is, or the picture that I had was maybe like, you know, orchestral music they would use. And maybe you have a bunch of people sitting in a, in a tavern, like in Waterdeep. And I'm just throwing out terms here. I have things I've heard. I don't know what that is. And starting on a quest. Something like that. And, and maybe they do, because it's still just a trailer. But that was not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> I wonder if it's maybe it's the fact that the first one was so bad and it was like 20 years ago. When did the first one come out? 2000 yeah, something? There's one 2000, there's one 2005, and then there's one in 2012. I just looked it up. Wait, there was I didn't even know about the other ones. Maybe they went straight to video. I don't know, but they're listed. I did. The one I'm thinking about is the one with Jeremy Irons. Yeah, Marlon and, Wayans. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that one too. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's twenty years ago. It's got a three point six on IMDb and a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So, so <laughs> maybe it's just there. been so long that the fans, you know, coming off the high of you know all the D and D stuff from Stranger Things, are excited. You know, for for a for a quick moment, I was wondering if because one of the characters looked like Vecna a little bit from Stranger Things. I'm like, are they double dipping here? Are they going to use the same thing? I mean, it's possible. Well, well, it is because the movie's probably been in production for a long time, and then Stranger Things comes out, and then you could have this overlap. And it'll be kind of messed up if Stranger Things just does it so much better, anyways. 
I'm sure it will be entertaining. Probably not good, but I'm sure. Just for fun, I, I think I want to go back and watch that original, uh, that original D and D movie. Oh man, we should we should probably... do like a like a live stream where we're just kind of ragging on it the whole time. That'd be fun. Yeah, Mr. Science the Theater Ball Z movie. Yeah, we, we've talked about that before. Almost on like a not necessarily riff tracks, but kind of like you know the lively commentary during. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I heard some interesting news that uh, Henry Cavill's coming back to be a Superman. Is that confirmed yet? It seemed like that was a rumor. He's supposed to be attached to the Black Adam project somehow. Well, possibly that, but also maybe Man of Steel 2. I hope so. Um, we should find out for sure this weekend. I, I really like Cavill the Superman. I do too. I, I think he did Underutilized. Yeah. In some ways, I think so too. Yeah. Didn't they make a Man of Steel 2? Nope. No. Or did it just go right from Man of Steel to Superman versus Batman? Yep. And then Justice League. Yep. Oh. Yeah, he got screwed. Right. <laughs> I, I liked Man of Steel a lot better than a lot of other people did. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Overall, I thought it was good. The soundtrack was awesome. I played yeah. that thing a lot before and after it came out. You know, still very much a Zack Snyder movie, but it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, a lot of the problems that other people kept pointing out uh, kept making me angry whenever I would watch like trailer or uh, reviews and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, him, he, I can't believe Superman killed Zod, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, did you not see Superman 2 in the 80s? Like, they literally killed Zod. They threw him into a pit in the Fortress of Solitude. And Lois sucker punches what's-her-face and she falls into a, the same crevasse. And then they laugh and high-five after that. Like, it's so, <laughs> so dark. Because, like, they, they get their powers sucked, you know, drained. So they're human, and they fall into, like, a bottomless pit. Of course they're dead. And they're like, ha, good job, Lois. Oh, you sucker punched her. Good job. And I'm just like, that is so messed up. That's way worse than Henry Cavill snapping the neck. Like, what are you talking about? Do you not remember the, this? The, the campiness of the movie, I think, kind of hides the atrocity I a little guess. bit. I guess. It's so messed up. <laughs> I went back and, like, watched it to make sure my memory of it was accurate, and it's, like, way worse than I remembered <laughs> in terms of <laughs> campiness and like just flippant disregard for, you know, life. And I'm just like, okay, you guys have no room to talk. Oh, back in Christopher. And this is another thing. This is a whole tangent. Everybody on YouTube practically calls him Christopher Reeves. And it makes me so upset that they put the Reeves, the S on there. I'm like, and they're like, Oh, I'm the biggest fan of Christopher Reeves. I'm like, are you? Are you really? Since you're a you can't say his name right. Oh my gosh, it drives me batty up the wall. Okay, so I'm going to go on a different tangent. Yes, please do. I'm on. I'm online. I look at Facebook, and because Wes and I are friends, I always see uh, like uh, notifications of when he posts something. Oh god. And the notifications show up all the time of Wes popping into a some sort of comment correcting somebody on something. I'm like, do you have like Google notifications set up for all these random things? And you just come in and like set things, set people straight. I know. I need to stop. It, it's it's so funny. I, <laughs> I don't think it's stop. bad. It's how do you how do you handle? How do you keep up with it? Yeah, that many things. I, you know, you know how you have like a spider, you know, spider sense, or like feel like there's a disturbance in the force. A similar kind of thing happens with me. Like the nerddom is like out of balance, and so I, I have to go in and design it. and like 3D print you a special badge. This is like nerd or like not like geek police or something. 
Because it's even more than grammar. It's 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 not like even the just judge grammar. dread canon yeah. inspector. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd Wrong be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they say canon. They they that was on purpose. That was on purpose that I said that. Um, <laughs> they they put C A N N O N. Oh, the Marvel canon. Da da da. I'm like, did they shoot a canon? D- no. Wrong kind of canon. Like, yep. That's Most thing. people it's don't like, know it's spelled a different way. They don't, and they're just like, oh, yeah. blah blah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Those tangents are fun. Yes. You know what else is fun? Our patrons over at patreon.com slash geeks. They allow us to keep this fun going. If you like to continuously hear me complain about stupid things, they're the ones that enable it. So you can go go send your complaints to them. Our patrons over at patreon.com slash geeks, including our top patrons, Jordan, Square Splinter, and Clinton, thank you guys so much for your investment, I guess. I don't know. Thanks for your support. We appreciate you. <laughs> what are you guys geeking out about? Besides everything else that we've talked about. Anything? First of all, Makers Portal just commented that Wes corrects the metaverse. Mm, yes. I'm, I'm kind of like the, I'm like the watcher. Please. I'm the watcher. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to do some Photoshop there and make that happen. Um, I'll go first for geeking out. Um, I'm geeking out about this really cool show that came out in the 1960s. I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of it. It's called Star Trek. Um, we we have Paramount Plus right now for a limited time. Um, I think I talked about it on the show before that we want our kids to watch some of the original series and stuff before they watch any of the new movies. Um, so we have subscribed and we've been going through watching some of the original series. But... Um, I forgot who it was. Somebody recommended like a, a primary list of like, these are the episodes that probably have like the biggest weight or the best to watch. So we've been going through those. And this is the first time I've ever gone through and watched the episodes with any real intent or purpose. Um, other than just like something passively that's on like really, really paying attention. And I'm, I'm really, really liking it. Uh, we just finished the Glass Menagerie, uh, part one and part two. And I think I'd seen those before, but I didn't really carry any real memory of them because, like I said, when I was watching, it was this passive, not really paying true attention. And it's, it, it's fantastic. And my daughter has this weird thing at her age right now where she pretends to be really adverse to anything that seems like geeky or anything that my son really likes, just kind of that sibling Mm-hmm. rivalry issue mm-hmm. right now but over dinner we were asking some questions about the episode because there's a lot of ethical type of situations um she was like on top of it and asking questions and fully got it probably more than my son my, my son being you know early teens is this kind of like kind of spacing the head sometimes got a little bit of the teenage brain but my daughter's always been a little bit more perceptive so i i told her i said you know what forget some of the sci-fi stuff or the goofy alien stuff Focus on the relationships of people and how those interactions are working, and you might enjoy it a little bit more. So I think that, that that's working a little bit with her. Um, so I am kicking it about Star Trek, the original uh, original series. That makes me happy. That's awesome. Yep. That's cool. You turned me into a fan. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many, like, you bring up, like, the morality and, like, the eth- ethical like quandaries and stuff that they present yeah. like that, that stuff is what I really dig and that it's so lacking in so many other media that really like 
for me at least, like I keep thinking about the stuff long after the episodes ended or the shows ended. I'll just find myself like driving if I just watched something in the last couple of days, you know, or when I used to drive places, you know, back in the pre times. Um, and it would it would stick with you a little bit longer and kind of you know get you to think about it. Whereas like Star Wars is so surface level stuff. Like there's not really a whole lot to ponder there. I don't know. There, there is, except that it never gets pursued. There can, unfortunately, yeah, there can be. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. Yeah, it's drowned out by flashiness, which the newer Star Trek has a problem with a lot of that too. Where they're they have Strange a lot worlds. of huh? No, Strange the Worlds does a great job of that. Um, but I would say like Discovery and Picard, especially, they take oh, a lot of like okay. the J.J. Abrams like newer Star Trek movies, like in the flashy action sequences and like they're dazzling the crowd with, you know, the special effects and lens flares kind of thing. And they they have that as the, the main takeaway versus things that they could have, like, they set up these really cool moments, really cool, like, discussions that they, in the old series, you know, previously they would, like, spend, like, a two-part episode on this one concept, where here it's sort of like, oh, that's interesting. Let's go do a space battle. I'm like, no, there's so I, much you, there. You reminded me of something, and this will be, like, the last thing I, I say about it. I, I don't know how they accomplished this, or maybe just it's my maybe my focus at the moment. But there's a lot of periods of silence in in the episodes, or at least the last couple I watched. And it's weird because it it demands attention, and mm. I don't know if that's like I said, if that's my perception of it right now, because I'm focusing on the episode, or if that's something they've been able to kind of harness in some way. Can you send me that list? Um, yeah, that would be cool. I would like to. Yeah. Check and, out. and then, and then one last thing is, I don't think I've ever noticed it because I'm actually focusing on the episode. I noticed now is all the tactile sounds of them flipping switches and hitting buttons, um, like on, on the on the deck, or the um, yeah, the deck, I guess. Um, and it just it's kind of satisfying hearing the flipping of an actual physical switch as opposed to everything that's like a touchscreen right now or. <laughs> yeah. Or you'd hear you'd have you're like you'd hear like a beep or something like beep 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 beep, and you hear the, like the actual flipping of the switches, and I can almost picture the way that that prop was actually constructed, um, hearing some of those things. So yeah, check it out if you haven't watched it in a while. I think it's it's worth going back to. I'm done. The thing that I love about Star Trek is that for all of these other properties that we have and we experience and we consume, it all takes a very bleak bleak look at humanity as a whole and our future which is why most of this stuff that we consume is very dystopian and like just that's the world like nobody has faith in humanity anymore and you know we're reflecting that in in the media that we consume but like star trek has always been about hope yeah it's the coolest thing that's the coolest thing about star trek is that it it gave hope to the future of humanity Yep, that in Lower Decks is fantastic. Just, just saying. It is. <laughs> I think I watched one episode and I, I like it. <laughs> nobody, nobody else likes it, but I, I like it. So I, uh, uh, in my sick haze, watched a new movie on Netflix called the, oh shoot, the the monster, the sea monster, sea beast, the sea beast, the sea beast. That's what it was. Um, and I was, I was impressed at how good that was. Uh, the ending was a little uh, to be desired for, 
uh, but the movie as a whole, the voice, the voice acting, the animation, the framing, the character development, it was just, it was really good. I was like, dang it, I like good movies. <laughs> and Sea Beast was a really good movie. It is, it is a kid's movie. Uh, actually, no, no. It's kind of a kid's movie. It's an animated movie. but It's promoted as, as almost like a kid-type movie. It's a kid-type movie. But there is some stuff in there that I'm like, all right, we're going to cover your ears a little bit. Okay, we're good. Um, but it was really good. I, I really enjoyed watching that. I was, besides, you know, Stranger Things, which we already talked about and, you know, geeking out about, obviously, is the new movie on Netflix called Sea Beast. So you should go watch it. Let's see. This is an older um, movie, I guess, uh, that I wanted to watch at the time that it was released. But then my son happened to, like, I was sort of saving it for, like, a family movie night. And then my son started watching it. And I think I, like, halfway through it, I caught him watching it somewhere in the house or something. And it kind of like miffed me enough because I like to have like those moments, you know, as a family. And uh, then I kind of wrote it off for like a year or something and just forgot about it, honestly. And we went back to it. It was uh, Mitchell, Mitchell's versus the Machines. I love that film. It is fantastic. so good. It's so good. I hope they do a sequel, honestly. Um, if you're into anything, the stuff, any of the stuff that we just talked about, you know, family kind of experiences within like a superhero kind of uh, sci-fi environment that where they're kind of uh, an oddball kind of family where you can kind of feel like you really relate to them versus like the perfect family like you might see in the Incredibles or something like that. I don't know. Um, it was great. And all the kids really liked it. And a lot of the jokes hit pretty hard and they were pretty funny uh, for some reason. Like a lot of the, I mean, it was the same creative team behind Enter the Spider-Verse, which makes sense because it, it felt like, not like a sequel, but, a, you know, a spiritual successor in a way, like a cousin to that. And it was it was great. So highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. But yeah, that was another Netflix one. Yep. Man, it's funny, like hearing all the news about Netflix and losing a million subscribers and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm like, the best content out there right now is on Netflix. It's funny that it's Except, like they're making is it cake? such good Is it stuff. cake? My daughter loves that show and, yet, and it's so obnoxious. Is it cake? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's not is it, cake. Is it cake or will it cake? Is, is it, it cake? cake? Is it cake? Mm. Yeah, there's they, some stinkers and there's some good stuff. I, the, the other companies definitely have them on the ropes for sure. Um, especially with the new Lord of the Rings you know, Tolkien property coming out. That could be oh, pretty Did you guys see awesome. the new trailer? Yeah. I, I did. I feel like I am done with that universe, though. Oh, yeah? I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch yeah. it because I'll probably watch it. <laughs> but I, I, watched the, um, I watched the preview, and I don't get excited about anything. I It makes me want to go back and watch the trilogy again. That's it. That, that's exactly what we're doing. Because... <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, I pulled the the trailer for everybody to to watch the day before yesterday, um, because I didn't I didn't realize there was a new trailer that came out, and the fur the teaser is that what they call them now the teaser before the so the teaser that came out like a month ago or whatever it didn't feel like Lord of the Rings, it felt like Wheel of Time or Game of Thrones or whatever, 
Like, it didn't feel like Lord of the Rings. But, like, the new trailer, like, honestly felt like Lord of the Rings. And so we're like, whoa, let's watch The Hobbit. So we're going through the entire uh, Lord of the Rings universe now in preparation for something that's not coming out for another month. But I think it's going to come we, down to the characters, though, I mean, because yeah. the characters in the original trilogy were so compelling. And if they don't have good enough actors and the good the character roles written, I, I just don't think it's going to work as well. It'll be a spectacle, whether it's an awesome spectacle or hilarious waste of money spectacle. Either way, <laughs> I'm there for it. <laughs> Let's do it. The most expensive, most expensive show in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As long as uh, Jeff Bezos has to pay for it directly out of his wallet, I'd be happy. Gosh. <laughs> oh, something that I, I'm going to kind of double down. Something else that I'm geeking out about is that the first pictures of the locations and sets came out of the Fallout. Oh, yeah. For the Fallout series being filmed for Amazon. And they they looked great. I cannot wait. I Fallout is one of my favorite franchises ever. Wait, wait. for real? Yes. Amazon announced this a couple years ago, and they're filming. The sets are built. They have the Super Duper Mart. Uh, shown with like the old beat up trucks in front and I'm so on board one of the something that I don't think I've ever said on here but I would love to have an actual full set of power armor more than a stormtrooper uh, like outfit full power armor I have nothing to add to that I've, yeah. <laughs> I've barely played any of them yeah, I, I love that series. I don't know. Something about the post-apocalyptic nature speaks to me. Probably not a good thing, but. <laughs> speaking of speaking to things to you, uh, if you want to speak to us directly uh, about anything that we're working on or discuss on here on the podcast, uh, especially if you want to correct a West correction, do it. It is possible. Very you can likely. contact him over at Geeksmithing. If you want to talk lasers with Sean, because <laughs> he knows a lot about lasers, or maybe he's burnt out on lasers, pun intended. Uh, yeah, boom, Either way, you can find him at Geek Builders. Uh, if you have an interesting food poisoning uh, story, <laughs> I would love to hear, because some people have shared theirs with me, and... Mm. They probably were not hilarious in the moment, but Sounds like a uh, time. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's great. Kind of kind of, you know, reminiscing with somebody who went through the experience. So you're commiserating together on your miserableness. Anyways, you can find me at Once Upon a Workbench. If you have a good story, come come and share. If you haven't done this in a while, go ahead and check out the website, makinggeeks.com. We have a contact page where you can go ahead and send us direct comments about the show uh, top, or even uh, ideas for topics. We're open to hearing all those. On the homepage of the site, you can listen to all of our past episodes right there in your browser. We also have a shop with some Making Geeks themed merchandise, so go ahead and check that out when you have a chance. I want to thank everybody for hanging out in the live chat. It's always a lot of fun seeing the side conversation going on and kind of the, the real-time responses to what we're saying while we record. It's always a lot of fun. If you'd like to be part of that cool group, we record every Thursday evening, 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern, and 8.30 Central. Yay, three for three. 
Nice. And you can find new episodes of the show on your favorite podcast player of choice around every Saturday morning on your favorite podcast player of choice. So from all of us to all of you, have fun geeking out with all the new announcements with Comic Con this weekend. I don't, I mean, there's like absolutely nothing left in my body. So (laughs) there's that.